Please don't push me. Please don't push me, but y'all push B. Now we got dwellers from Cali to Flatbush B. Now they got heat on their feet that say press B. And now we so deep in the streets, y'all can't stress me. Can't curse me, then bless me. I'm crucifying my flesh, that's less me. SAT from preaching, can't test me. Atheists are now believing, that bless me. Yeah, we got the basement replacing any of those worldly pursuits that y'all chasing. Any of those trials and tests that y'all facing. Any of the relationships that y'all changing. We rearranging, making the shame shift. Giving Satan back what's his, that's the blame shift. Rise up and walk commands, that's the lame shift. Cheat codes for living this life, that's the game shift. All on Yeshua, man, the rest is manure, man. I'm dying daily, so I rise up a purer man. Pressing B daily, so my sins looking fewer, man. Washing the blood, so my sins down the sewer, man. Yeah, so press B with me, and let's let whatever gon' be just be. Uh. Yeah, so press B with me, and let's let whatever gon' be just be. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to your basement. I am your host, Tim Ross. I love you guys, and I'm so grateful that you are here. It is Monday, and we are live. Woo! Can we thank God for life? Can we thank God like for breath? Can we thank God for the activity of our limbs? God did. Can we thank God for our feet, our legs, our waist, bowel movements? Thank God for everything. Hey, I'm telling you. Hey, listen. Everybody ain't able. You know what I'm saying? Um, I was with the homie Shaquem Griffin uh, over the weekend uh, because of um, a issue in the womb with his twin brother. Uh, he had the umbilical cord wrapped around his wrist, oh. so it led to him having to uh, get that hand removed. Mm. The dude still made it to the NFL and was like an all-pro. So we ain't got no excuses, you know what I'm saying? Where you got two Come hands, on one nub, you know what I mean? No arms, no legs. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Nick Vujacic, you know what I'm That's saying? Right. Like, yep, hey, yep, listen, yep. with everything that we have, you know what I'm saying? We praise the Lord. Yep. Or with everything we have left, right. we praise the Lord. Right. Shout out to all the dwellers. I'm glad y'all in the building. Uh-huh. Listen, <laughs> hey, um, y'all know what it is, man. This is being brought to you uh-huh. by the B-side. B-side. Hey, if y'all ain't on the B-side, I don't know what y'all doing. Play the B-side. The A-side is whack. Uh Hey, whoever can tell me, whoever can tell me what that little bitty phrase I just said is from, and you got to be accurate. Can you do it one more time? Yeah. Play the B-side. The A-side is whack. And that's actually a little revision because that ain't really what it says. But I ain't trying to really make nobody mad. If you know what I, if you know what I mean when I say play the B side, the A side is whack. I'm giving you two fifty. I'm putting two fifty right in your cash app right now. First person I see it though, who knows it? Some of y'all may be too young. Two hundred and fifty crypto going out right now. I don't have Bitcoin. crypto. Not, not Bitcoin. <laughs> not Bitcoin. <laughs> Hey, this is a dirty chai yep. with uh, one shot of blonde espresso roast. Somebody wanted to know what, what was in the cup. That's what's in the cup. 619 okay, Kung Fu D- Fighting. Hey, hey, hey. Darius Jones. Darius Jones. Crips and Bloods album. That's what it is. Hey. 
Hey. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. Hey, Darius Jones, uh, hit Juliana up with your um, you. with your I cash you. app, and I got two fifty coming your way, bro. Absolutely, yo, Darius, you. <laughs> <laughs> Myra, Myra, Sainville said, "I'm too young, Uncle Tim." <laughs> uh, uh, Samaj says, "Tim, I'm literally too young." <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Someone said, "I'm 15. I'm way too young." <laughs> hey, Jenny, the fact that uh, Carvajal—that's a beautiful last name. Uh, the fact that you're here, I salute you. You, you, you a teenager, and you in the, and you in the basement. Yo, your cheat codes is going crazy. You about to beat all of us. Like you about to beat all of us in life. I don't know what you about to be. You might be the president of the universe by the time you're done with this. Tim, you know what you're actually doing too. Obviously, um, you're helping them get. Uh, you're helping their life get together, the whole thing. But you're also helping the young ones get some riz. Hey, you're helping them yeah. learn know how to be a listener. Yep. How to talk softly. Hey. Discern when to say something. Absolutely. No cap. Yeah, absolutely. It's about self-awareness and all that kind of stuff. Something that uh, Nathan has picked up on for sure. And because uh, uh, my son is 15 as well. Shout out to Nathan. 15-year-old. Chilling with us on the basement. Shout out to Noah, 13 years old. Chilling with us woo, woo, woo. on the basement. My people. Because this is a family affair. You know what I'm saying? What we do. We do as a family. We do as a part of our life. Like, there ain't no... Uh, Nathan knows this. Like, we don't do no, y- you know, duplicitous type of relational equity here where it's like, hey, son, I'm about to go on camera. Act like you know. You know what I'm saying? Let's. We got to put that Christian face on and, and we're going to get out here. And then when we get out here in front of these people, don't embarrass us. You know what I'm saying? Don't be talking about... Don't be talking about the way I was cussing your mom out. And don't be talking about the way that I was, you know, drunk last night. You know what I'm saying? We have to we have to keep up this image. Bro, have I ever had to do that with you one time in my whole life? No. Yeah. Not no. at all. Yeah, we ain't doing none of that. That's yeah. not the way we live. So the way we are in private, our endeavor, hear me on this, our endeavor is the way we are in private. That's how we're going to be in public. Uh-huh. Yeah. The way we are in private that's how we're going to do in public. We live our lives from the inside out, not from the outside in. When you press B and you come down to the basement, this is the philosophy you're getting, that we want you to be an authentic individual living in the superpower of vulnerability from the inside out, not yes. from the outside in. We've seen too many church people live from the outside in. They got everything manicured. The hair is dope. The, mm-hmm. the fade is dope. They got the right... Mm, thank you, Holy Spirit. It's amazing how loudly you want to wear a name brand when you don't have a brand for your name. Woo! Oh, my God. Woo! Oh, them bars starting early. I didn't even see that one coming. I'm going to say it again because I've never said it in my life. It's amazing how quickly you will gravitate towards a name brand when you are not confident about the brand of your name. Proverbs says a good name is better than riches. My loose paraphrase. A good name is better than gold. But we got people out here, Gucci, Louis Vuitton, Burberry. I'm not saying there ain't nothing wrong with those name brands. If you want to wear it, you got the money. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Balenciaga, go crazy. I don't care. All I'm saying is, if that name that you have on your shirt is worth more than the name on your government ID, mm. you need to back back. 
Need to back it up. That's all I'm saying. Just and, back back. Why why would you why would you live your life like this? Right. Why would you live your life like that? You about to drop seven hundred dollars for a Louis Vuitton belt, <laughs> but you don't have seven hundred dollars in your in, in, in your Christopher Christopher Gonzalez bank account. I'm just making up names. You know what I'm just saying? Making up names. All I'm trying to say is, <laughs> my name my name Timothy Charles Ross. Timothy Charles Ross, I want my name to be worth some, uh-huh. something. If my name is mentioned anywhere, I want my name to be valuable. Mm-hmm. If you're going to say my name, say that he's truthful or I don't like the way he, I don't like the way he uh, presents the truth. But what you're not going to say is he didn't give me my money. <laughs> what you're not going to say is he's late on his bills. Hey Nathan, what do you call what do you call Daddy's face once a month? Oh, hey, we call it a uh, bill pay face because <laughs> it's it's the face where you're so locked into something. Like me, no one can like say a joke and you'd be like, mm-hmm, still locked in. <laughs> but you literally you had to move rooms because we would always always joke about your bill pay face. Yeah, we even got it on camera somewhere on Mom's phone somewhere because we recorded your face. It's like so locked in. It was the face of a man paying his bills. <laughs> what it was yo it is hilarious they call they call this face i make bill pay face i've never i've never seen this face they they seen it i've never seen it but what 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 does that face tell you what what of me even pitching that to my son unprepared let you know bruh i'm a man of responsibility i pay my bills you're about that life i'm a <laughs> you have to value yourself before you value uh value other things in life Say it again, son. You got to value yourself before you value other things in your life. Thank you, my friend. I really appreciate you. That was brought to you by Timothy Nathan. Woo! Ross. That's my boy. Happy birthday, Ashley Franklin. Ashley Franklin, what's cracking? Come on now. I got to hug your neck about a week and a <laughs> half ago when we was in uh when we was at the Urban Convention Center. Ashley, we love you being a part of this community. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to, to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Eesh, okay. Ashley, forgive us for that for that part, but the birthday celebration. <laughs> Hey, y'all go crazy for Ashley in the chat. She 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 a rider with us for sure. We love you guys so much. Hey, uh, uh make sure I I, I want to make sure that we get. I don't want to turn into. I don't want to have my bill pay face bill on. Pay face. I don't know what that face is, but if I tell somebody I'm gonna give them their money, I need to give them their money. So I just want to make sure. Let's get the cash up. Get that cash up. Hey Tim, going off of that real quick with uh, living a, an integral life. Yeah, for sure. For my hike uh, before I flew out to Los Angeles last Friday, I went on the Discord. With the thousand dwellers that are in there, and I said, "Hey guys, I'm doing a solo trip. Yep. Normally, I would just text Tim and Sam and our other friend David Jackson. Yep, yep, yep. Yo, guys, submitting my accountability to you. Peace. Check yeah, in on true. whatever. That's exactly right. I texted everyone. You did it with the dwellers. All the dwellers. <laughs> I said, "Hey y'all, I'm doing a solo trip. I don't want to go out there alone. Yeah, good. Like mentally yeah, 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 and emotionally sure, and sure, spiritually. Sure. Absolutely. And I was very clear. I don't want to watch porn." I don't mm-hmm. want to cheat on my wife, mm-hmm. and I don't want to lie about anything. Good. 
And when I tell you them dwellers came through in that chat, that's awesome. Bro. Overwhelming. We got you, Hector. I will check in on you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, bro. That's the life we live. It's the life we live. We live. Uh, we live our lights. We live our life with the lights on, fam. That's how we trying to live our life. That's it. Uh, I was at uh, Relentless Church uh, in South in Greenfield, South Carolina yesterday. Shout out to uh, Pastor John and Aventure Gray. Had an opportunity to speak uh, at the church, and I preached this message entitled um, "Original Skin." Mm. I've ne- dude, the Holy Spirit Ooh. is so dope. I went there to preach a message on imposter syndrome, and when I got up, when I got up yesterday morning, and I was brushing my beard, bro, looking in the mirror, and the Holy Spirit said Genesis three, because the Holy Spirit would say like a word to me or a sentence. And it and it winds up, it could it, it would wind up being a whole sermon. The entire sermon. The whole but, but but from one sentence. But what he said was, uh, Genesis three is original sin. He said, but Genesis two is original skin. Mm. And he said, the biggest fight that the enemy um is war is waging against us is our disconnection from God that will put us back in our original skin. Clip that. Bro, it was crazy. So I was talking about original skin because because uh, Genesis 2.25, the last verse, the last sentence of the verse is, they were naked, but they were not ashamed. Oh, that's original skin. Oh. The original skin came prior to the original sin. And so I was, I was teaching on that yesterday, and I told him, I said, um, uh, once I understood that vulnerability was... Vulnerability and confession uh, uh, was was the reconnection to God. Accepting Jesus to your life was, and, and his shed blood on the cross was the reconnection to God. And that's what puts you back in your original skin. I said, it doesn't mean that I'm sinless. Mm. It does mean that I sin less. Yes. See, all, all of this, all of this living in the light don't make you sinless. Mm. It makes you sin less. Now, here's the part I didn't even get to cook on, bro. Here's the part I didn't even get to cook on. Is this the extended sermon right now? It might as well be, bro. Let's get hey, it, brother. Because hey, there was some stuff. There was some stuff that, you know, you can't you can't say it all. Like you, yeah, you, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. so much in your head, and and you're just trying to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying, and especially for that congregation and, and navigate and mm-hmm. through the story, whatever. Right. But I had on a white shirt. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what possessed me to take this white polo. Um, long sleeve uh, shirt to uh, Atlanta. Shout out to uh, uh, Jeremy and Tracy Anderson. They hosted us, uh, allowed us to be a part of the uh, Next Level Mastermind, Woo. which was absolutely amazing. Jeremy gave me the opportunity. I gotta, I gotta get that man his flowers right now. Let's do it. Jer- Jeremy uh, Anderson, who is the dude that um, hosted uh, the B side uh, launch. Yes. Um, uh, he has a whole network uh for people that want to be speakers so i i I need to say this right now um uh if you want to be a speaker if you feel like god has called you to speak whether it's to churches corporations in high schools in junior high schools to women to men to whatever and you want to be the best speaker you can be you need to get on that next level mastermind yes it is an investment there is money that you need to pay. <laughs> but I'm telling you, if this is something that you want to do, like for real, I'm not talking about people that be like, oh, I want to speak one day, or I feel like I have a call to preach. You need to understand something about the art of communication. The art of communication is different from the anointing. 
if God wants to use somebody to speak a word, he don't need you to be a gifted communicator. Right. He used a donkey to speak his message. Woo. So he doesn't need to, you to be a gifted communicator mm. in order to speak a word through you. Mm. I've, I've received words from both of my boys. They have, they've, they've spoken words of encouragement on the inside of me. They ain't speaking around the world. But if you're going to command an audience and if you're going to really make this your craft, then you got to be taught how to do this. You got to put an investment of your money in. You got to put an investment of your time in. And so I'm telling y'all that next level mastermind hits different, bro. Come on. He allowed me to come. um, And because I'm going to start speaking to corporations next year, um, uh, specifically on uh, the gift of vulnerability and the power of vulnerability. He let me speak that message for the very first time anywhere on his platform. So um, shout out to Jeremy Anderson Um, uh, and Next Level Mastermind. I'm telling you all right now, if you think you're called to speak in any capacity, you need to hit them up. Tell them I sent you. He did not ask me to do this. I'm doing this because I was there myself for four days, me and Juliet, and we both walked away like, y'all, this the real deal. So hit that up. Now, with all that said... (laughs) Um, extended sermon. Extended sermon, right? So, so I, I took some clothes out there, and I took this white uh, uh, long sleeve polo, and and I didn't wear it um, the two days that I was at the mastermind, and then so when I got ready to jump on the plane to go to South Carolina from Atlanta, I'm like, I'm gonna wear this, and I'm thinking to myself when I put it on in the morning, why in the world would I wear a white shirt on a Sunday to church? I'm not going to make it through the hugs. Right, right. <laughs> All that makeup people be having on and you, you know what I mean? Um, uh, why would you just, you, you, I hug too many people to just be wearing all white. Right. And the Holy Spirit said, um, you move different when you have on white. Woo! And this is what it's like. This is what it, it's like to navigate your original skin. It's like it's like you get white put back on you, and when you get white, on, when, when you wearing a white shirt, like a clean white shirt, you move different. You, you're more conscious of what you have on. You're more conscious of the way that you interact with people. You are more conscious of the way that you that that you sip your coffee or drink your tea or eat your food. Why? You don't want to put a stain on you, and when you do put a stain on a white shirt. Like a bright, gleaming white shirt, it stands out. Even if it's a drop, you like, oh, man, where where's the Scotch guard? You know what I mean? Where's the little Clorox pencil at? I need to take this to the dry cleaner. You move different when you got on white. And so um, that's what it's like to be in your original skin. That's what it's like to live a life of vulnerability. That's why Hector uh, uh, reached out to the entire community when he, when he rode to Cali. Because he ain't trying to stain his white shirt. That's all that is. We trying to stay clean over here. But when we do get dirty, we're quick to acknowledge where the stain comes from. And we're quick to to know who can remove the stain and who to hold accountable so we don't get stained again. Come on. That's what we're doing. So, yeah, that's that's all that's all that is. That's all we're talking about. Uh, right Brandon now. Shelby just sent 20 bucks and said, love what the Lord is doing through you, Tim, and the team. Oh, thank y'all. Thank you, Brandon. I really appreciate you, man. Really appreciate you. Hey, so listen, what's up with y'all, man? What y'all doing today? 
We got 1,200 people in the chat already. We got one from uh, Shonda. She actually sent 20 bucks in, too. Uh, marriage went through infidelity. I became attached to the trauma. I'm obsessed with looking through his phone and his accounts. My husband is open and has repented. What steps can I take to stop this behavior and heal? I'm already in counseling. Good. You're already in counseling. Dig deeper. Woo. You got to dig deeper. Make make sure um, uh, make, make sure the counseling uh, deals with a component that we call uh, betrayal trauma. Sheesh. You got to dig into that betrayal trauma because you were betrayed. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you have forgiven him. Your husband has made that pivot. He's now open. He understands that the consequences of his behavior means that he doesn't get to have a lock on his phone no more. Right. Shouldn't be no face ID. If your face ID ain't on his phone, if your if your uh if your if the same alphanumeric code that he has you don't have, like he lost that. And and it sounds like he's already in on that and but but that thing is still that thing is still eating you up. And let me tell you something. You're normal. Yes. You're human. Yes. Trust was shattered. Right. And in 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 uh, picking up those pieces, in actually when something shattered, you got to sweep up those pieces because it wasn't broken. There's a difference between breaking and shattering something. You can break trust, and you can shatter trust. When you break trust, you can piece it back together again. When you've shattered trust, you're not getting that same thing back. You're about to get a mosaic. You're not about to get the same vessel back. When something is shattered, you don't get to you. You don't piece that back together. You make something new out of it. And so um, that trust was shattered. Boom! You got to make something new out of it. But I do understand and can identify with what you have to navigate now. But you need to you need to really be specific about about healing from betrayal trauma. Yeah. Because you don't want every single thing, especially if he's not giving you a reason to flinch. You don't want to be flinching where he's giving you no reason. Mm. So if you're already in counseling, kudos to you. Now dig deeper. Let me, let me, let me, um, I saw one that I want to hit if it's still there. I don't know if it's still there. Oh, yeah, it is. Um, uh, somebody put, uh, I don't know how this is going to, uh, is it tagadoo? That's the way I would say it, but I don't know if that's how you say it. Anyway, it says, Timotheus, I need help. I, I need dating help, please. Met a great guy recently, but found out he's been divorced twice. Can you hit me with Bible wisdom? Wisdom. What are your thoughts on dating a divorcee? Um, my thoughts on dating a divorcee are pretty simple. Um, God loves marriage and he hates divorce and people get divorced. God hates sin um, and people sin. <laughs> Two things can be true. Two things yeah. can be true. Uh, and I think a lot of times what happens is, uh, we'll look at one thing that God hates and uh, not understand the brokenness of humanity and how God reconciles that uh, when we are uh, people that want to live our lives in the light and stand in front of him and say, hey, listen, I messed this up. Please forgive me. Now, the, what I don't know the answers to is, um, was this guy a believer in these two previous marriages? Was he the deceiver in these two previous marriages? Was he unfaithful in these two previous marriages? Was he? I, I don't know all those questions. And so it could be that all of those things that I just said are true, and he's had a radical conversion, and he's living his life with accountability. He's living it with the lights on. And so, listen, I can forgive anybody from their past mistakes mm-hmm. 
if they are self-aware enough to know and own what they have done, not make excuses for why they did it, right. and they now want to live their life in a different way. I can forgive anybody of a mistake. Woo. Even if it's against me, I can forgive you if you know you did it. <laughs> but I have to put boundaries around my relationship with you if you have no idea you hurt me. <laughs> and I have to put distance between you and I, especially if you if you're talking about you're my friend, if you're still moving the same way. And there's no accountability for your actions. I actually can't fool with people like that. Woo. I'll, I'll just see you at a green room or something. But we ain't friends. So when when they aren't aware that they've hurt you, even though you have brought it up, do you just begin to immediately distance yourself? You don't even try to do any sort of coaching through that. No, or- it's not. It's not my. I can't. I, I ain't coaching no adults. What I look like. Especially my peers. Right. I'm not coaching you. No. Yes. Uh-uh. I coach mentees. Mm. I don't coach peers. Mm. Especially if you say you're my peer and you're trying to live like I'm living. And then all of a sudden you ain't going to do nothing I do. Right. Stop playing. Right. Let's get back in this book. <laughs> uh, it was on my heart from the first time I said it, the Holy Spirit was like, Woo. get them. Take them there. We Bible been, flip. We've we been here before, but y'all know how we get down. You yes. know, hey, boys, you know where I'm going? Proverbs? Nope. Oh, nope. where are you going? Where are you going? <laughs> no, no, but you you right, though. That, that was a good guess. I'm about to hit him with Psalm 101. Ooh. Yeah, we know what that is. <laughs> yeah, we know where we're going today. Uh, uh-huh. My favorite chapter. Is it your favorite chapter? Yeah, bro. All right, so um, Psalm 101. Now, just listen to this, y'all. If you've been rocking with the rocking with the basement for a while, you already know how I get into this. To me, this is the best chapter in the entire Bible as it relates to personal accountability mm. and how you're going to set up like how you live your life and and how you're going to maneuver with people around you. Um, I will sing of your love and justice, Lord. I will praise you with songs. I will be careful to live a blameless life. When will you come and help me? I will lead a life of integrity in my own home. I can stop right there. Bruh. I will lead a life of integrity in my own home. Not, I'm going to do this so I look good. <laughs> Not, I'm going to do this so I won't disqualify myself from the Lord's blessings. Right. This is a personal commitment to myself. Yes. I want to be the same person in private that I am in public. And when I am not the same person in private that I am in public, I need to raise my hand and say, bro, I'm out of pocket. I got to do that to myself. Yes. Nobody else is going to do that. I got to do that to me. I will refuse to look at anything vile and vulgar. Woo! I hate all who deal crookedly. I will have nothing to do with them. Mm. I will reject perverse ideas and stay away from every evil. Now, look. look. We dealing with, we dealing with eyes. We dealing with people's motives. We dealing with ideas, the way we think. I will reject perverse ideas and stay away from every evil. I will not tolerate people who slander their neighbors. I will not endure conceit and pride. I won't be if you're gonna if you if you're gonna come to me and talk about talk about somebody I know or even don't know in a way that's derogatory, you know nothing about them, 
You just making observations from afar? Back, 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 back. Give me 50 feet. All right? Here, 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 here's, where, here's where it goes from personal integrity mm. to how I'm going to move with people that I call friends. I will search for faithful people to be my companions. Only those that are above reproach will be allowed to serve me. Mm. You notice how I'm not looking down at my Bible every time I get ready because I got the whole thing memorized. <laughs> but I still love reading scripture. <laughs> <laughs> Only those who are above reproach will be allowed to serve me. Not perfect people, but people that want to live their life above reproach, not on the line of reproach. My standard is I want to be a thousand feet above reproach. That way, if there's turbulence and there's a dip, I still got some wiggle room. I don't want to just be right above reproach. Because if you're right above reproach, you could slip into inappropriateness quick. Fall in the water and drown. Bruh. Some, I, people have drowned in two feet of water. Bruh. It don't take much. Bruh. Whitney Houston drowned in a bathtub. Mm. Not in the ocean. They didn't find Whitney in the ocean. Her body washed ashore in the Pacific. She was in her hotel bathroom. Yeah. Stop playing. Eesh. I will not allow deceivers to serve in my house. I cannot allow people that I do life with uh -huh. to take, because deception is actually worse than a lie. A mm. lie is the absence of truth. Deception has a shred of truth in it. Mm. And that's why it's so wicked. Because you did tell me the truth, but you didn't tell me the whole truth, and that's Sheesh. and you got me twisted up in something that I think is the truth, but it's not. At least with a lie, the whole thing's a lie. Mm -hmm. But deceit is when you tell me a little bit, but you leave out a lot. Feels a little more evil. It, it Satan deceived Eve. He didn't lie to her. Woo! Satan told Eve, the day that you eat this fruit, you won't surely die. Mm. But she did start dying. He didn't tell her that part. Ooh, I'm, ooh, I'm on one today. <laughs> I feel it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. All right, so I will, I will not allow deceivers to serve in my house, and liars will not stay in my presence. My daily task will be to ferret out the wicked and free the city of the Lord from their grip. Jeez. Psalm 101, if you want to know how, how you should be moving and how you want to move with other people, you need to check your friends and, and see if they even passed the Psalm 101 test. Just, I mean, just go, just go in your context. <laughs> Start from verse number six and go in your context and ask, go in your context and ask yourself this question. Are my companions faithful people? Mm. Faithful to God and faithful to me. Faithfulness and loyalty are two different things. Mm. Y'all be talking about loyal like it's marriage. Your friends ain't married to you. You know how many spiritual fathers and mothers out there Treat their spiritual sons and daughters like they're their spiritual spouses. Mm. And if you ever leave and move on, they don't see it as we raised a child that's leaving. They think it's a divorce from a spouse. Right. Man, don't, I'm cooking today. <laughs> Woo! So see if they pass that, see if they pass that faithful companion test. See if they pass that above reproach test. See if they pass that deception test. See if they pass that liar test. Yeah, that's what that's what you want. This is the 101 standard. 
Bro, the 101 standard. That's the I'm 101 standard. You. Hit up with that 101, man. They, you need to know. How convenient that the Lord made it the 101. Bro. <laughs> That's convenient. Right? It, ain't that like, yes. you know what I'm saying? That's like so you good. go to class, this is this is, this is is friendship 101. Yes, it is. This is accountability 101. <laughs> it's actually 101. That's a good look, Hector. Yeah, dude. That's dope, bro. That's dope. That is super dope. I'm with it. So anyway, may God be praised. <laughs> Somebody wants the 101 emoji now. <laughs> what scripture is that? It's Psalms 101, verses 1 through 8. Once again. <laughs> the voice. Cinematic. Psalms 101, verses 1 through 8. New Living Translation, Study Edition. <laughs> All right, uh, Ashley Paolo, uh, Paolo, uh, Ashley Paolo uh, Aguilera, Aguilera. Uh, it is, is it wise for a woman to continue a relationship once the man just got saved and maybe can't properly lead her? His character is amazing, and he doesn't know. He doesn't really know the Lord. Girl, you got half of that. You got the main part that you need. His character is amazing. Mm. So you may be a little more spiritually mature uh, than he is. Give that man some time. Come on. And and if this is a relationship that you're in, may, okay, I understand what you're saying. I, I think I want to understand what you're saying when you say uh, he can't properly lead you. Mm. Uh, but if this is a man of character and he's willing to learn, Girl, he going to dust you in 24 months. He going to have a crazy growth spread. I wouldn't throw that dude away. <laughs> I, I'd hold on to homie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so and and since he can't lead you, then why don't y'all just get some counseling? Mm-hmm. Cheat coded, homie. Cheat code. You got to do with character. <laughs> we can work with that. We can work with that. <laughs> you know how many dudes out here got, is really saved and have a real high Bible IQ and have zero character? Dog. Down here sleeping with the whole soprano section? Ah. Wow. And a couple of tenors? Oh. Wow. <laughs> Brothers oh. diverse. <laughs> Dead meat, bro. We got a few super chat questions if you want to go through these real quick. Super chat. Uh uh Anna uh Lucia. Uh hi Tim. Is it is it wise to date a non believer? Nope. <laughs> nah, not at all. Nah, fam, don't do that one. It's not worth it. That don't do that one. That is the epitome of unequally yoked. You don't want to do that. Is that called missionary dating? You know, like some people, like, they're going to go on a mission to save their... You're not going to save... You ain't saving no one. You're not saving nobody. <laughs> I promise you're not saving nobody. <laughs> I, I, I used to say this to... Um, uh, obviously, I, I was a young adult pastor, and that, that, that's where a lot of my cadence comes from, because that's where I, I, yep. I, I cut my teeth talking to youth and young adults. You know what I'm saying? So I'm 48 years old, and my in my mind, I'm still talking to... Mm-hmm. A teenager and a, a, a young adult because you know all adults are just grown kids yes you were a kid before you were an adult so guess what you are as an adult a grown kid <laughs> guess what you're dealing with kid issues what did paul say when i was a child i spoke as a child i thought as a child but when i became a man i had to put away my childish things you had your childish things before you had, before you had your mature things you need to gain maturity to become an adult. That's exactly right. You need to gain that uh, maturity is not given to you at a certain age. I know 
I know some 62-year-old kids. Woo! I know some 81-year-old kids. You hear me? Ain't grown up at all. I know I know 68-year-old grandmama's still out here twerking. <laughs> at the club, trying to get their groove on. Trying to sleep with 31-year-olds. Oh, it's no cap. I ain't making this up. Okay. <laughs> wow. Man, hey, bro. <laughs> It's real out here in these streets. <laughs> you got naming with that one, dog. Yeah, yeah, Yo, yeah you weren't prepared. I was so off guard. Yeah, they, you, they said, I never heard that. Yeah, you wasn't prepared, but I bet you. We got one from Anthony Green. Brother dropped $50 on 50 here. bucks. Gosh, He's dang. sewing. Um, how do you navigate the pressure and weight you receive as a public speaker and preacher when feeling called by God? I'm in a transition and feel called to pastor, and I'm terrified because I worry I may steer people the wrong way and I don't know what I'm doing. Read the first part again. How do you navigate the pressure and weight you receive as a public speaker and preacher when feeling called by God? Yeah. So, um, man, public speaking is not for the faint of heart. Um, that that uh, that next level mastermind that we went to, uh, th they did a thing called rapid fire, where they gave everybody two minutes to come up uh, and speak, like two minutes, fam. <laughs> That sounds like a short amount of time, mm -hmm. but when you public speaking, that could, that could be an eternity. And do you know there were actually a couple of people that froze? Like got up there, hey, how you doing? I want to talk to you about... No music, no nothing. The, the crowd tried to encourage him. Like, come on, you got this, you got this. Frozen. And they had to walk off. Public speaking is not for the faint of heart. Right. Now, let's put something on top of it. Do you know that politicians and pastors or politicians and preachers, however you want to uh, uh, describe them, th these are the only two callings slash professions that are synonymous with more with, with morality. Mm -hmm. Doctors, lawyers, athletes, dentists. Name another profession that's synonymous with morality. Right. Outside of political figures mm -hmm. and uh preachers, right? If Bill Clinton was it, it was a scandal when he had this tryst with uh Monica Lewitt. Lewinsky, right? If Bill Clinton was a doctor, we would have never heard about it. Yep. If he was an athlete, it'd have made the news for like three days. Oh, snap, athlete cheats on his wife. What else is new? Right? <laughs> right? But when you're the president of the United States. Talk about it for years. You're, you symbolize. She got a book off of it. Bruh. Imagine that. That girl got paid. You the side chick and you get to write a book about it and you <laughs> kept the dress? You didn't take it to the cleaners? <laughs> oh, that's nasty. <sighs> so, and it's the same thing with preachers. Mm -hmm. So there's a, there's this added pressure because I, I, I've said this before. I, I know this is probably going to sound carnal to somebody's ears, but 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 ministry is a one in, is, is a one and done sport. You signed up to do this. You are signing up 
to symbolize morality. I'm not saying you're, you're signing up for perfectionism. But you are signing up for a high calling. If you're, if you're truly by, called by God, you are being called to a high calling, a higher level of accountability. And so, yes, the stakes are higher. Mm -hmm. I'd I be, I be tripping out on these, on, on these dudes and dudettes that be out here talking about, um, I'm talking about ministry people, right, who have these, you know, they get a lot of followers and the church gets big and they wind up getting a lot of money and they sell a lot of books and then they fall. They have an affair or they did something illicit with the money. And then all of a sudden they're like, how come you don't give us the same grace that we give you? We weren't leading the church, fool. Right. You were called to a higher standard. And you got our money. You got our money. You wrote, you wrote a freaking, <laughs> you, 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 wrote a, you, you wrote a book on marriage and then couldn't keep yours. You used my money to make the book and then sell the book back to me. And then I gave you more money. And now you wondering why we shocked that you that you stupid? <laughs> I can't believe the way the church turned on me. No, fool. <laughs> this is a one and done sport. You don't get to run on this track no more. It doesn't mean God hasn't forgiven you. It doesn't mean that he's done with you in ministry, but you can't run on this track no more. Nope. Don't nobody want to hear from you here. <laughs> move to a different state. Hell, move to a different country. Right. But you ain't going to stay here. That's that's this. This is what we do. The church threw them away. No, we didn't throw them away. You just got to move around. That's the bottom line. It's the bottom line. Don't ask me to spend the night at my molester's house. Mm -hmm. Oh. Mm -hmm. Well, Tim, just forgive him. I am going to forgive him. I ain't spending the night over there no more. Yes. <laughs> I ain't got to go back. I ain't, I'm not, I'm not, I ain't about to share the same space with you. You've lost that trust because you violated that trust on your own decision. So, um, yes, the stakes are higher. Um, yes, you want to make sure that you're called. Nobody gets in this. Let me speak to this as well. There has never been anyone that has broken the hearts of both God and people in ministry that got into ministry planning to break the heart of God and people in ministry. It's never happened. Never in, never at a youth group has there been a kid at the front crying his eyes out with both hands stretched wide going, use me, God, use me to shake a generation. Give me influence until I rise so high that when I cheat on my wife and... <laughs> And, and completely devastate my kids that I embarrass you and the congregation. God, I, I can't wait to hurt the body of Christ through my bad behavior and my trauma that went untreated. <laughs> it's never happened. You know what happens? People wind up jumping into ministry like they jump on a mechanical bull. Mm. And they jump on that mechanical bull and they strap themselves down and they, and they never deal with their trauma yep. and they never deal with their behavioral sin and they never deal with their low self-esteem and they never deal with their ego and they never deal with their pride and they go, go! And they just... <laughs> and as long as you can stay on, everybody's like, ooh, ah, oh, popping fresh dough. Sorry, I, I got it. <laughs> Pillsbury. Um, 
we just watch you ride the mechanical bull, and when you fall off, we go, uh, uh, oh. Man, he was good for seven years. That Winterfest revival was awesome that he did that one time. Winterfest. Where is he at now? Oh, he's folding clothes at Dillard's. Oh. Oh, well. There's that. <laughs> Hopefully he got a couple of Instagram clicks out of it. And mm-hmm. No, man, we ain't trying to do that. We're trying to be here for a long time. I'm trying to, I'm, listen. I've been, listen, I've been, I've been doing this almost 30 years. And your skin looks great. Thank you. I, pre- I appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I, I try my best to live in that original skin. The reason why I haven't had no public scandal is because anytime I got something, I got a stain on my shirt, I pointed to it myself. Right. I, I didn't try to cover it up with a vest. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't put on a hoodie. You know how many people out here, uh, emotionally and spiritually out here with uh, seven layers of clothing on? Just giant coats. Just trying to cover up stains? They're uncomfortable. They're sweating. It's 90 degrees outside. You got on a shirt, a hoodie, a bubble goose jacket. <laughs> You're so specific, dude. <laughs> a blanket, a poncho, <laughs> a and a sombrero. <laughs> a raincoat. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, a doggone fisherman hat. No, it's too much out here. Y'all got to stop. Y'all have got to stop. Ooh, this is a good one. So I hope that answered that dude's question. Yes. All right. Uh, Lean Bean. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> Lean Bean. Uh, thank you, thank you, Tim, for your wisdom. How do you deal with toxic in-laws? For example, shady comments, comparisons, and et cetera. My husband feels their actions are not that serious. Mm. Your husband is invalidating the experience you're having with your in-laws. He loves his parents, and he sees them a different way that you do, and he's experiencing them a different way than you do. And you don't need to um, address the parents. You need to pull him to the side. You need to sit him down, lean bean. And you need to say, hey, honey, would you be opposed to us having a conversation right now? No, babe, what's going on? Hey, listen, I love you and I love our marriage. And... I feel like you've invalidated the experience I've been having with your parents. I feel like you've missed me. I've tried to communicate to you that um, some of their comments are condescending. Um, Some of their actions seem very dismissive. And it makes it very difficult to connect with them. And it and it actually hurts my feelings deeply uh, that you don't believe me when I tell you yeah. that this is experience I'm having. Right. Would you be against us maybe just having a a clearer conversation where I'm heard by you? And you can actually respond to what I'm telling you and not what you feel like I'm saying to you. That was a freestyle. It's probably a little bit rough, but mm-hmm. you need to pull him to the side, Lean Bean. Because um, that's, not a, that's not a good look for you. So I hope that helps. It's just an example of the kind of conversation you can have with him. Um, but I think it would be good 
Mrs. Titi said, I just I just straight up asked my husband, who do you think I love more, my dad or you? Sheesh. <laughs> uh, yeah, shady comments are the worst. We got one from uh, Denny Smith. Uh, my mother was a God-fearing woman that had committed suicide in July 2023. Oh. And two months later, my husband cheated on me. Oh, I'm in counseling, but I just feel so overwhelmed. She didn't give an action point at the end, but maybe encouragement or whatever you're feeling from the Holy Spirit. Uh, let's just let's just hold space for her real quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. June of 2023. That's this year, bro. That's five months ago. And it wasn't cancer. It wasn't a car accident. It wasn't a killing. It was suicide. Mm. And then two months later, your husband, you find out your husband cheated on you. That's a lot. See, a, a lot of times we think that um, if we just tell people to go to counseling, that fixes it all. Mm-hmm. Counseling's a process. We still got a whole space for people as they're healing. So I just first want to acknowledge how hard that is to deal with in five months. You've lost your mom physically. And you've lost your relationship emotionally. It's been broken. The version of the relationship you had is gone. Oh, and I just want to hold space and say it sucks. And I see you, and I hear you, and I love you, and this sucks, and I'm angry for you. I'm, I'm angry for you as it relates to the infidelity in your relationship. I am heartbroken with you over the suicide of your mom. And I celebrate that you're taking care of your mental and emotional health yes. by getting counseling. So tough. May I but thank you for sharing. Thank, thank you for allowing us to see you today. Mm-hmm. I don't take that for granted. You gave us the gift of your vulnerability just now. I really appreciate it. May I add <laughs> a, a pinch of encouragement at Please, the end? Please, bro. Um, this is just something I'm doing right now. I just joined a grief support group. And it is it's almost comedic when you look at the group. It's me and like three other white women. I already knew it was going to be like that. I'm going to be the only brown person in this counseling group. Yeah, absolutely. And it's been so good for me to just have a place to be pissed, Mm -hmm. to cry Mm -hmm. and be sad about the people I've lost. So um, this if you're experiencing loss or have experienced loss, I would encourage you a grief support group might be good for you. Just Google it in your general area. That's it. I love you. That's dope. I appreciate that. Um, So uh, be well. This one's tough, y'all. What happens when betrayal happens? They no longer want accountability with their phone watching and stopped counseling but wants the marriage to work. Mm. Have kids and one on the way. Whew. This is this is this this is tough. Mm-hmm. Be well. In order for you to be well, you need to put up 
boundaries. Um, because this person, this person stopping all the 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 tools uh, that need to be used in order for the marriage to work, still wanting the marriage to work. Mm. That's like a fat person saying, I'm no longer on my diet, mm-hmm. but I'm going to lose weight. Mm. It's like a bodybuilder saying, I'm no longer going to the gym, but I'm going to win Mr. Olympia. Mm. <laughs> it's a like basketball player saying, I'm no longer putting up jump shots, but I'm going to be the, the leading scorer in the league this year. Mm. What are you talking about? That's not happening. Not happening. It's not even getting close to happening. And here's the thing. You can't make them do it. Right. But you can make them feel it. Yes. <coughs> you can't make them do nothing, but you can make them feel it. And the way you make them feel it is with boundaries. Jeez. Oh, you want you want this marriage to work without us actually going to counseling? I'm not sure how you think that's going to happen, but I'm going to continue to go to counseling. Mm. I'm going to continue to go to counseling for me. And if you're not going to do that work, I can only engage you at this level. Mm. We will take care of the kids together. I'm pregnant right now. We will make sure these kids are okay. I'm going to leave it right there because yeah. I don't want to get into, I don't want I don't want to put no thoughts in your head. All I'm going to tell you is boundaries are important. And everybody's boundaries are different. So that's why I'm going to stop right there. But you need to put some boundaries in place. Yes. And if you're already going to counseling and he stopped, keep going. Ask your counselor what those boundaries should be at this season, and they will help you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. May Ling now. May Ling now. I hope I'm saying that right. Hi, T.O. Tim. I love being uh, T.O. Tim. It's the best. Um. Falling short and failing God with sexual immorality literally feels like a spiritual hangover. I get it. I understand sin is all equal in the Lord's eyes and sexual sin hits different. Thoughts? Absolutely sexual sin hits different. And the reason why it does is because it's in your own body. Let's visit Corinth, shall we? Corinth, the most off-the-hook group of people in the New Testament. Bible hey, flip check. Hey, let me tell you something. Corinth was off the chain, fam. All right, so uh, this is this is First Corinthians chapter number six, starting at um. I'll start. I'll start at verse number twelve. You say I am allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. And even though I am allowed to do anything, I must not become a slave to anything. You say food was made for the stomach and the stomach for food. This is true, though someday God will do away with both of them. But you can't say that our bodies were made for sexual immorality. They were made for the Lord, and the Lord cares about our bodies. And God will raise us from the dead by his power, just as he raised our Lord from the dead. Don't you realize that your bodies are actually parts of Christ? Should a man take his body, which is a part of Christ, and join it to a prostitute? Never. And don't you realize that if a man joins himself to a prostitute, he becomes one body with her? For the scriptures say the two are united into one, but the person who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Run from sexual sin. Hear me? Don't talk about it. 
Don't walk away from it. Don't get right up to the edge. Oh my, we have to stop. You got to run. If I think I think that was a girl. If his penis gets erect and your vagina gets wet, the chances of you running have slowed down drastically. You have to run before you feel that thing pressed up against you. Because your spirit may be willing. But your flesh is about to get weak. Especially if it's the size you like. You may have second thoughts. At first, you was like, no, nah, I'm going to be all right. And then you were like, oh, it's okay. You're married. Run from sexual sin. No, here, I'm going to go slow on this. And there's an exclamation mark, fam. <laughs> That's when Not, you know it's important. Bruh. <laughs> Paul trying to say this loud. Run from sexual sin. Run! Oh my God, it's a penis! And it's firm! Run, Forrest, run. Get out of here! There's a vagina! It's wet! Get out of here! <laughs> that hand just went down my pants! Get out of here! Oh my God. <laughs> that French kiss was too good! And they nibbled on my lip! Run from sexual sin, fam. <laughs> no other sin so clearly affects the body as this one does. <laughs> May Ling, did you, did, did y'all see? No other sin so clearly affects the body as this one done. You said that sexual sin is different. Yes, it does, girl. Paul just, Paul just co-signed for you. You ain't lying. All sin is sin. And this one hits different for a reason. It's your body. Right. When you stole a cookie from the cookie jar, you didn't steal a cookie from your body. <laughs> you didn't even steal a cookie from somebody else's body. But when somebody got your cookie, woo, that's your body. No other sin so clearly affects the body as this one does. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. That's why it hits different. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? who lives in you and was given to you by God, you do not belong to yourself. That's why you can't share yourself. That's why promiscuity is wrong. Why? You don't belong to you. So how are you going to share you? You don't belong to you. You do not belong to yourself for God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. Listen, y'all. I'm, listen, if it's one thing that the basement does well, we talk about sex. I'm not saying we talk about sex the best, which is why I'll have Jenna Mountain on here, who is a sex expert. expert. I'll have uh, Nancy Houston on here. I'll have a whole bunch of people on here um, that, that can talk to you about it from the clinical side. But when you're just talking about it from the body sensation, temptation, right. attraction, erection, arousal side... Holla at your boy. Because mm -hmm. I, I ain't got no qualms going there. They can't, talk to like, they can't talk to you like this on Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. 
They can talk about sex on Sunday morning. They can't talk to you. They, they, they can't read it like I just read it. They can't say it like I just said it. But y'all out here, y'all out here really struggling in y'all bodies. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be patty caked into, uh, you know, just try your best, hon. <laughs> hey, Mei Ling, just, honey, just call on the Lord and run! <laughs> the only time verbally asking the Holy Spirit for help does not work. That's exactly the right, The only son. time it doesn't work. It doesn't work when it comes to sex. Nah. No. I'm telling you right now, if you don't run... Run and scream. Do whatever. Whatever. Get up out of there. Proverbs is very, very clear. Flee is what it says in King James. Bruh. Run. Get up out of there. Like, shots just went off. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't leave, shots are going to go off. (laughs) They're going to shoot up the club, fam. I'm telling you right now. He's a lyricist. You don't want to be there. Run like your life is in danger. Because it is. Because it is. Because it is. Especially if you don't want that man's baby. (laughs) Especially if you don't want that man's disease. Oh. Especially if you don't want that gonorrhea. Especially if you don't want that chlamydia. Yeah. Especially if you don't want them crabs. Especially if you don't want them herpes. Then all your babies got to be C-section because the baby can't even come to the birth canal. Don't get me started. You know many you mean you know how many people out here with that with that herpes simplex? Oh, it's just a cold sore. You got herpes, fam. <laughs> Bro, we got to help people. I'm going to let that say lie real quick. Oh, yeah. Everybody running in the chat now. All <laughs> running emojis. Yeah, I better go. We all running now. Run, 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 run. I'm trying to help y'all, man. Sprint. Got a golf cart. <laughs> That's the only time you have permission to be a track star. Get up out of there, though. You have permission to avoid this thing. Avoid it. Avoid it, bro. Let's go to the Old Testament, shall we? <laughs> shall we? <laughs> And he loves the Lord. Let's go to the Old Testament, shall we? <laughs> I, 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 want to, uh, I want to take you to the Old Testament, shall we? Ah, yeah, there's this guy. This guy, uh, this guy, Joseph. This guy, Joseph, in uh, Genesis 39. I want to give you this guy, Joseph, in Genesis 39. It's the worst Italian accent I'm giving you right now. I don't even understand what I'm even talking about right now. I'm still doing it. It doesn't even matter. Okay, forget about it. We're just going there. All right, let's get it. All right, Joseph was a very handsome and well-built man. Now, if the Bible's saying this, the Bible's saying this. This dude's handsome and well-built. There's some people that are handsome and portly. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that tickled me so much, but the word portly is a good word. <laughs> it's a good word. Joseph was very handsome and well and a well-built man. And Potiphar's wife soon began to look at him lustfully. Come and sleep with me, she demanded. She demanded. It's different out here when these women out here demanding. That means something. You know In what I'm this saying? Generation, that's instant risk. Hey, yo, yo, yo. We out here, we always talking out here. We always telling we always telling um uh girls to watch out for guys. But I be telling my sons to watch out for these girls though. 
Don't don't let 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 let's not act like all these girls out here trying to be virtuous. Woo! Y'all out here, y'all listen, I already know what y'all teenage girls is doing. And some of y'all sophisticated with it. Don't think I don't know how y'all getting down. I'm putting my boys up on games so that they don't wind up trapped by one of y'all. I don't want no grandbabies out of wedlock because you hoes out here <laughs> trying to trap my sons. I'm putting all y'all on notice right now. I'm not that nigga. I'm the wrong dad. I'm not just raising my sons. I'm raising them to stay away from these hoes out here. Because some of y'all off the hook. Y'all literally out here giving head to some dude that's your next door neighbor so you can send that video to the dude that you really want to give head to. Don't act like I don't know what y'all out here doing. Too many 15-year-olds out here know how to do a colon cleanse too well. So you can keep that hymen intact, but you're giving up that butt. Your, your, your vagina's a virgin, but not your butt. Your vagina's a virgin, but not your mouth. Your vagina's a virgin, but not your hands. Don't get me started. Your vagina's a virgin, but not your feet. Don't play with me, fam. I've been out here. I've been out here. All right, so uh, she looked at him lustfully. Come and sleep with me, she demanded. This is something we go through Proverbs every single day. Every time. <laughs> every we, we going through Proverbs for the whole year. The whole year. How much does it talk about that promiscuous woman? All the time. <laughs> all the time. Me and Noah, every time, sometimes we'll pick the person. We'll be like, all right, so we walking down the street, right? And we're like, unfortunately, we passed the house by uh, a promiscuous woman. We run in the other way. That's right. Okay. <laughs> so it's like me and will go as far as like, we're going to drive past her. Noah one time, I think he said even run her over. Yeah, that's, <laughs> we can't. That's a bit too much. Yeah, yeah. We're not but, running over hoes. <laughs> we're running from them. We're running from yeah, hoes. Yeah, we're not that, running them over. We're not yeah. killing them. Absolutely. Because God loves them and he wants them to be daughters yeah, and not yeah, hoes. That but makes sense. When they act like hoes, we got to call out hoes when we see yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. so, uh, uh, and if, if hoes too strong a word for you, why are you still in the basement? <laughs> you need to go somewhere else. All right. So, uh, but Joseph refused. Look, he told her, my master trusts me with everything in his entire household. No one here has more authority than I do. He has held back nothing from me except you because you are his wife. How could I do such a witch wicked thing? It would be a great sin against God. Here's the thing that Joseph had correct. He he said to himself, I don't just see this as uh, a, a great uh, a great sin against Potiphar or you. It's a great sin against God. If I attach my body to you, I'm sinning against God. That's how you got to look at it. And, and, and let's be real right now. Potiphar's wife is fine. Stop playing. If Potiphar is literally telling Joseph, everything in the house is yours, set my wife, bro. You know she was fine. Mm -hmm. Stop playing, okay? She kept putting pressure on Joseph day after day, but he refused to sleep with her, and he kept out of her way as much as possible. One day, however, no one else was around when he went in to do his work. She came and grabbed him by his cloak, demanding, come on, sleep with me. Joseph tore himself away, but he left his cloak in her hand as he ran from the house. When she saw that she was holding his cloak and he had fled, she called out to her servants. So all the men came running. Look, 
she said. My husband has brought this Hebrew slave here to make fools of us. He came into my room to rape me, but I screamed. Lying ass. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it's okay. There's grace. Th- things happen. We good, brother. It happens. Man. You- Someone's going to clip that. We do not care. Okay, baby. She makes me so angry. She a lion heifer, man. When he heard me scream, he ran outside and got away, but he left his cloak behind with me. She kept the cloak until her husband came home. Then she told him her story. That Hebrew slave you brought into our house tried to come in and fool around with me, she said. But when I screamed, he ran outside, leaving his cloak with me. So there's two things that happened here. Did Joseph do a good job? Absolutely. He yes. ran He ran so he wouldn't have sex with her. He also did a bad job. You know what his bad job was? Mm. That he even went into the house right. in the first place. Anytime you think you can deal with your temptation alone, it's going to grab you. Ooh. Do you know why all the other times she taunted him sexually? He could maneuver around her because there was always somebody else in the house. That's accountability. But then scripture says there was a day when no one else was in the house. He tried to go in and do his work. And what taunted him all those previous days took hold of him on this day. The difference between taunting and taking Mm. is accountability. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Daniel Lopez said, let it out, Tim. No, I had to get that one, man. Yeah. <laughs> that, that one, that one snuck up on me. I'm, I'm still committed to what I said, though, and I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. So that's the deal. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, so that one, that one is that one's on me. Like I said, <laughs> I made a commitment. Yes. I said that I would not. Uh, well, I said strong language, and obviously there's a scale on that and all that kind of stuff. But still, I don't want nobody to. I'm calling my own foul. You're living it out right now, bro. I'm living it out. Yes, call, sir. I'm calling my own foul. Yes, sir. I told you that I wouldn't use a word like right. that. And um, uh, and I just did. So I ask your forgiveness. Please forgive me. I That thing. Whew. <laughs> um, listen, the reason why I'm passionate about uh, about sexual stuff is because, I, dude, I got sexually abused when I was eight years old, my, my sexuality was compromised at eight. From the age of eight moving forward, all I could see, uh, the only thing I saw it was through a sexual lens. Mm-hmm. No eight-year-old, nine-year-old, ten-year-old should be looking at men and women through a sexual lens. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then getting promiscuous in my late teens. I wasn't promiscuous in my early teens, but in my late teens, it was promiscuous. And I'm telling you, one of the biggest regrets in my life, I got two big regrets. Number one is not giving my life to Jesus sooner than 20 years old. I wish I could have done it at 15. I should have done it at 15. I was Nathan's age. I should have done it right when I was, I mean, I should have done it at nine. I mean, there's no earlier time, but 15, I distinctly remember having an opportunity to give my life to Jesus. And I just I just care too much what people thought back then. Mm-hmm. So that's why when I look at him at 15 and he's he's sitting here with me, like that's a beautiful thing for yes. me, right? But that's a commitment that that he makes. You, you know what I mean? I can't make that commitment for him. So I regret not giving my life to Jesus sooner, numero uno, numero dos. Um uh I I regret losing my virginity. 
When I tell you regret it, it's not like, yeah, I wish I had done it, but boy, it felt. No, I regret it, fam. Yeah. Like, I wish the only person that ever had me sexually is Juliet. Point blank, period. Ever, like, I'm talking about ever in all of life. That's the only person I ever want want to know me sexually. And and the fact that she's not the only one, I regret that. Yeah. I'm over it, but I regret it. <laughs> I would I if I could do it all over again, bro, the exclusivity Juliet would have with me, whoop, she'd be the only one that know. <sighs> anyway. Mary <laughs> Mary Baleta <laughs> Baleta is is trying to is is trying to hold me down. In the Bible, the word ass means donkey. <laughs> but I wasn't talking. I wasn't calling her yeah. no donkey. You're too literal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. Uh, Irene Mendoza, uh, primo Tim. Uh, I have listened to your many conversations about this topic. However, I struggle to have the conversation with my 13-year-old about keeping his purity. I know he'd be looking at females. <laughs> Irene, you got to have the conversation with him. You want to you say anything to her? Uh, number one, 13 is a really good age to talk about that. Uh, we had that when I was, I think, 12, actually. That's right. He was 12. And Noah was 10. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not uncomfortable, but yep. it definitely helps Like when they get older because puberty happens and then things happen. Yeah, for and sure. And if he's 13, puberty's just starting, so... He's probably thinking about some stuff right now. You definitely need to uh, bring that to his attention. Yep. Uh, and just talk to him about it, just so that he can know when he gets older to not like fall in no traps and stuff. Yep. Because it can happen at thirteen. It can happen older, but always keep them on lock so that they know. That's right. It's always their decision at the end. But yep. If you let if 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 it's if it comes if it comes down the right way and mm-hmm. they actually listen to you, you're gonna be good. Yeah. Straight up. Good job. Thanks, That's baby. It. Thank you, man. Yeah, so you heard it from my son. I told him when he was twelve, and uh, and Noah was <laughs> Noah was ten. They let me tell you something. Noah that con- was shook. Noah was shook. <laughs> what did he say? He said, "Oh yes, I was." Oh yes, I was. <laughs> <laughs> when I told them I put my penis in their mama's vagina, <laughs> they was like. What? <laughs> it was like, it was nah. like, uh, the stork's not real. <laughs> what? And That's we never, and we never told you about no storks, so you know that wasn't it. Uh, okay. Uh, what can parents do for kids ages ten and under? Uh, I don't want to wait till twelve. Uh, but don't know how. You don't. Yeah, you don't have to wait. You, you should be talking to now. Now Nathan can tell you this as well. They always had. Penis, vagina, butt, anus, scrotum, testicles, all that was in their vocabulary. Um uh even even as toddlers. Because I did not want them I did not want them to uh have their genitalia referred to uh with pet names. Like we weren't gonna call it a weenie, and we weren't gonna call it a dingaling and we weren't <laughs> going to call it a pecker and we w- be- because th- this is how molesters um uh yeah. prey on children they they desensitize or gamify or playfully yep. change the words around mm-hmm. until it's something that they can actually um pervert 
Yep. So I always told Nathan and Noah, this is your penis. These are your testicles. This is your stroke, your scrotum. This is your anus. L- like, like we, we just talked about it. So they, they knew this language. And anytime somebody would try to like call it something else, I'm like, that's a penis. Yep. Sometimes their grandmother would be like, make sure you, you, you wash your hoo hoo. And I'm like, what is a hoo hoo nigga? That's a penis. <laughs> There ain't no hoo-hoo's here. You know what I'm saying? It's a, this is this is a straight up penis. And and it's gonna always be a penis. And if anybody touches your penis beside me and mommy and grandma, you need to holler at your boy. Mm-hmm. Cause the wrath of hell's coming down. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Jamie said the devil is a liar. Uh Kingdom Living, how did you introduce female parts to your boys? Uh we walked them through um a book. Um I forgot what the name of that book was, but it, but it was an illustrated book. It 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 was illustrated. It was illustrated. That's yeah, right. The the illustration was illustrating. Yeah, the illustrated the illustration was illustrating, and so yeah. um, it had um it and it was uh cartoon illustrations, right? So uh, it had um young boys in there with their penis. It had young girls in there with with their vaginas and and their uh, uh, what we call mosquito bumps. They're 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 little breasts, right? Because adolescents, and and so they wouldn't be fully developed, and and they're grown into their bodies. And we just we just walked them through. All so we talked about vagina, we talked about labias, we talked about all those things, and breast and nipples, and and the sensations, and 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 all of that. Like we have to normalize this conversation. We have to normalize our bodies. It's the reason why so many bodies are not safe in church because we never normalized sex and sexuality. We play duck, duck, goose with the songs of Solomon. Like, I don't know what y'all want. Elizabeth uh, Defo said, do you still hold your same views about Y'all write cur- cursing, and, and I'm, I'm a wordsmith, so I'm going to always correct and say cussing. Do you still hold your views about cussing and not feeling vic- and convicted? Elizabeth, yes, I do. Um, hi, Teal Tim. Uh, how do I love and respect my mom, though she hasn't respected me? She's a strong woman who's raised me the best she could, but lately her triggers lead her actions, and it hurts to see it. Okay, Esther, so uh, honor thy father and mother that they, that their days may be long on the earth. And so honoring and being honest are two different things. Mm-hmm. You can honor mommy, and you can still be honest about her, her unhealthy behavior and patterns. And so um, if she's not respecting you, it doesn't mean that you have to disrespect her. It also means that you get to put some boundaries around that relationship so that you don't put up with her disrespect. Even though she's your mama, she may be too unhealthy, based on what you're writing, she may be too unhealthy to even know how to respect you, Uh, but you don't have to put up with it, and that's where you can put boundaries around it. Uh, (laughs) So uh, I hope that helps. Uh, Hey, Tim, how 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 do I recover from sex outside marriage or fornication? For some context, in the past, I did sex outside marriage 
but I was left with emotional and spiritual hurt. Um, any sex outside of marriage is going to lead lead to um, injury, whether it's emotional, relational, spiritual. There's going to be an injury that takes place because, again, we just read in First uh, Corinthians chapter number six, you're sinning against your own body, and so uh, you you want to you want to um, get to the root of it. I don't want people to just be dealing with the fruit. Everybody thinks that, man, I just got to stop having sex or I just got to stop looking at porn. That's all masking a deeper issue. The only reason why you're acting out in promiscuity, the only reason why you're looking at pornography, the only reason why you're masturbating and numbing yourself and getting that sensation of an ejaculation, right, or an orgasm is because you're, you don't want to deal with the deeper-rooted issue. And my encouragement to you is to go deal with the deeper-rooted issue. I hope that helps. 1,800 in the chat. Let's go. I love y'all. This is good. Okay. uh, Thoughts on D1 interview with Sway and the responses. I believe the thought is a noble one, but I believe this is a conversation for believers. World would not be a participant in this kingdom work. I'm not sure. Leon, I, I don't, Leon Anderson, I'm not sure what you're talking about, so I don't know, I, unfortunately. I think I think um, uh, YouTube has done a better job, like the thing's not jumping now in the chat. Going a little slower for you? Well, well, when I stop it, it just... Allows you to keep it there. Yeah, it allows me to keep it there, which is pretty cool. Yeah, they did one thing, right? Yeah. Tim, my friend is friends with a guy. She doesn't want to date him because he isn't a Christian. They've crossed a line before, and he is persistent. Tips for cutting ties if they're in the same circles and classes. Yeah, Casey, uh, Casey Jean, uh, your friend is a friend with a guy. She doesn't want to date him because he isn't a Christian, but they've crossed a line before. Okay, so she she has to she has to cut that tie, and and there's it's going to be painful because their bodies have already connected, and this is the reason why we tell you not to have sex because those ties are strong. Those body ties, we call them soul ties, but these body ties and these relational ties, they are strong and they are a booger. I'll use that word. They are a <laughs> booger to break. And so um, she's going to have to snap it. Uh, uh, Brianna says, uh, uh, what do you what do you feel about the Israel Palestine situation? I know it's causing a lot of tension. I, I think the whole thing sucks, is what I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the the amount of Israelis that have been killed um, is I, is I believe uh, disproportionate at this point to how many Palestinians have been killed. And I don't say that to say y'all should have only killed as many people as were killed by Hamas. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is it's a bloodbath and it's horrible and it's heartbreaking and it's egregious. I am a believer in Jesus Christ uh, and I know that my Savior is Jewish. But that doesn't believe I believe in the, in, in the Israeli government. The Israeli government is not my Savior. <laughs> the Israeli government is not standing up and saying, Yeshua is the Messiah. Right. So if if I'm a believer in Jesus Christ, that doesn't mean that 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 I'm in a conflict with what's going on in Israel. 
there needs to be a ceasefire on both sides because war is killing innocent people, both Israelis and Palestinians. Palestinian Palestinian believers only make up about 1% of believers who are Palestinian. They are about to be extinct if all this killing and bombing keeps happening. So I don't, I don't understand what, what, what goes on politically. I don't have all those details. You can read the news, but unless you are there on the ground, you probably don't have a full context. So if CNN is your outlet and MSNBC is your outlet or Al Jazeera is your outlet or, or any of these news stations, I'm not saying their information may not be good, but I have people that live in Israel that are giving us reports on what's going on. And it's horrible on both sides, fam. Mm-hmm. Hamas is evil. And if the Israeli government is responding with the same evil as Hamas, then they're in the wrong too. Yep. So this gives me no conflict as a believer in Jesus Christ because Jesus is Jewish. He was born Jewish. He lived Jewish. He died Jewish. He resurrected Jewish. He ascended Jewish. He would descend and come back to get us again as a Jew. Point blank, period. And that has nothing to do with the Israeli government and what they may or may not be doing that's good or bad. All that crap needs to stop, bro. And that's why we continue to pray. <sighs> okay. Erica Jackson donated $50 and has a question. She said, need help. Job moving to De- Denver and my husband doesn't want to go. We both have six-figure salaries. My husband will retire from his current job in six years. Who should take the L? Give that to me one more time. Yes. Uh, need help. Job moving to Denver and my husband doesn't want to go. We both have six-figure salaries. My husband will retire from his current job in six years. Who should take the L? That ain't for me to say. Sheesh. That's not for me to say. What I will what I will tell you is that in my marriage, I never move on anything unless Juliet's in agreement. And there have been things that I wanted to do that Juliet wasn't in agreement on. And after having all the conversations and looking at it from all angles and even getting outside counsel, if Jew still didn't feel the same way I felt about it, I didn't move. So that's how I move in my marriage. I don't know what y'all supposed to do. <laughs> But I I can't be the tiebreaker in that one, y'all. That y'all gonna have to, y'all gonna have to figgy it out. Uh, Dad, hmm. uh, got one more question. We have one from Lovely. She says, "My husband has ha- has been having an emotional affair and sexting with women on several occasions and lied to my face about it. He told me I was disobeying God and breaking up on our family because I want a divorce this time. Share wisdom." What? 
your husband says that you're disobeying God because you want a divorce after this man has violated his marriage vows and he's having an emotional affair and sexting? Whether it's pictures of him or pictures of her, he has made his decision, ma'am, and you have made yours. Bravo. Bye-bye. Pack them up. Ship them out. Rawhide. <laughs> we out of here. Yep. Shoot them up. Rawhide. <laughs> Get up out of there, girl. This dude's having an emotional affair and sexting and going to have the nerve to say that you disobeying God? See, that's that, that's that spiritual manipulation in this witchcraft. Uh, are, are y'all witches and y'all warlocks out here? <laughs> Scripture says that rebel. Mm -mm, read it to him. There it is. I love when you say uh, the warlocks. Because, man, these little warlocks out here. <laughs> it's true, though. They actually, they, they actually be thinking they, they doing something, bro. Y'all not gonna keep these people bound. Not, not while I'm around here. Y'all done messed up. When they press B and come to the basement, y'all little y'all the little spells y'all be trying to cast, they ain't gonna work no more. Cause people gonna have Bible for y'all foolishness. Mm -hmm. Sitting up here, that's gaslighting at its finest. Y you're disobeying God if you want a divorce from me. Bro, you're having an emotional affair and you're sexting. These jokers be out here tripping. Yeah. Uh, 1 Samuel uh, 15, verse number 23. Rebellion is as sinful as witchcraft and stubbornness as bad as worshiping idols. So because you have rejected the command of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. I want to read that 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 first that that the first part of that sentence again the eight clause of the sentence rebellion is as sinful as witchcraft and stubbornness as bad as worshiping idols if you're gonna be if this man gonna be this stubborn in his marriage that he's not gonna give up this uh emotional affair and not gonna stop uh texting this individual he might as well worship an idol he might as well make a graven image put it over his little mantle and bow down to it every morning Stubbornness is as bad as worshiping idols, and your and his rebellion to like I'm not going to even stop, but then want you not to divorce him. He's trying to take away the power of your no. Yeah, he's a little warlock. The devil is a lie. Chunk deuces. Peace. You ain't got to sit up and you don't got to sit up with that. Ain't no praying about. It. We ain't, we ain't praying about no spirit. You got a spirit of rebellion. Your husband has a spirit of rebellion. Say bye. Say bye. <laughs> Blue Sky said, come on, Western. My guy said, rawhide. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, if y'all don't know that song, pull it up. It's a, it's a pretty dope song. Uh, Lynette Davis said that uh, I can't find the interview with D1 and yourself on YouTube or the Press B app. 
We'll double check it. Yep, we'll double check that, Lynette. We'll get that back to you. That's our bad. I don't know how we missed it, but it should be in there. It better be in there. <laughs> oh, context. Oh, Leon said, um, Rick Ross, Jim Jones, and Meek Mill should do better. They've all responded, and it was very negative and even threatening. I don't believe that the world can sit at this table. Yeah, I, thank you for that context. I'll actually need more before I can make a... Uh, I can give you a, just a very quick summary. Okay. So uh, D1, uh, as you know, he was a guest on here for everyone who wasn't in the chat who don't doesn't know him. Mm-hmm. Um, D1 w- is a rapper. He is he has a, his doctorate degree too, right? I think. He's a brilliant dude. He's a brilliant dude. Um, he made a viral post calling out uh, Rick Ross and Meek Mill specifically. Oh, and the main tagline was, you can do better because we're promote, you guys are promoting uh, selling drugs, killing others, gang violence, and all that. And, you know, it was a confrontational post. Okay. And Rick Ross actually responded. Ooh. And it was definitely uh, a little spicy. It, it was uh, not inviting D1 for, for a unity. Hey, let's talk it out all good. It was definitely, um, it's kind of making fun of D1. He was mocking his verbiage and the way he was saying it. He made fun of his hair mm. and kind of just coming at him and then uh, decided to go ahead and start sharing. Well, we feed people in the hood. We take care of we, – we give out 10,000 turkeys, uh, all this, right, He and all, all that. And then D1 comes back, kind of calls him back out, and that was pretty much it other than that. Mm. But D1 has been on the hot radar mm. as of right now because of that and especially because Rick Ross responded. Gotcha. Uh, but there hasn't been any – real unity and they haven't been able to have a real conversation it's just been the back and forth of posting each other yeah that's all it's been okay well i think y'all know where where, where i stand on this and everybody has their own convictions about the way they want to communicate d1 is an artist and he's in that industry and he has credibility he has multiple albums um and to even get a response from somebody like rick ross let you know that he has the attention right um uh, and has the influence uh i would never use um this medium to call out anybody um i don't care how vehemently i I was opposed to what they were doing or what they were saying never have never will yeah that's not that's not what i do personally Mm -hmm. um uh especially not on this platform uh god gave me this platform to um express vulnerability and um that's that's all I'm interested in. What I will say is that if I ever wanted to have a conversation with it with anybody, uh, I would do my best to get an audience with them. Point blank period. Whether it was a FaceTime, a phone call, face to face. Um, there's six degrees of separation. And if I ever feel strongly enough about having a conversation with somebody, I'm gonna do my best to try to personally reach out to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not gonna personally get in front of a mic. And, and a camera and call out somebody I have no relationship with, no context with. There, there's just, that's just, uh, I'm not doing it. Okay, that was it. Th- that's my answer to that. Yep. 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 <laughs> um, uh, Uncle Tim, will there be a feature in the B side app where the videos can be mirrored to watch on the TV screen? That's actually a very good question. Yeah, is that is that something that's already available? 
No, I, I need to. I'm, I'm going to ask him right now. Okay. Because they, that's something that they never have brought up in any meetings, but I've definitely seen it in the Discord for feedback. Oh, for sure. Yes. Okay. Well, well, let's make sure we bring that up. Yeah. Thank you for letting us know. Uh, uh, I appreciate I appreciate y'all. Okay, late into the chat, Tim and the film dwellers. The actor strike is over and pray for me, y'all. Just got out of a callback audition for MasterCard commercial. I Woo! hope I get it. Yay, Stacey Walker. I am so glad that strike is over. I got many people that work in the film industry. And uh, I know that strike gave y'all the blues, but it looked like y'all won. I think I think y'all came up. Uh, there's some provisions in there for AI. I read through the whole thing. I'm a nerd. So I'm so happy for you, Stacey. I hope you get the part. Glad that, that you get to get back to work. Uh, Megan Jenkins. Um, you know what? I, because I've been doing Spanish every morning. <laughs> uh, Juliana. Uh, because I've been doing Spanish every morning. Uh, 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 I I look at people's names now, and I'm I'm pronouncing them in Spanish. And I'm like... It's just Megan, bro. I'm over here like Megan. <laughs> Megan. Hola. I'm like, this, it's just Megan. Stop it. Uh, Theo Tim, not a deep question. I have the opportunity to be in a fashion show, and I want to be a light to those girls. Pray that I have wisdom to speak life to these girls. Suggestion? Girl, be a light. Turn your light on bright. You know what I'm saying? Be you. Hey, somebody got, somebody got mad at me. Um, uh, A f- uh, it's probably maybe it was about a month and a half ago. There was a lady. Um, uh, I made a I made a statement about uh, people in the fashion industry, and um, uh, I think I was in Miami, and there there were like two stunningly attractive women that walked in that was a part of the service, and the Holy Spirit asked me to pray for them, and when I prayed for them, the the word that He told me to give them was that um, that God gave them their beauty. And that people were going to try to pervert their beauty, but they were to use the, the, the they are attractive, um, uh, and they were to use their attraction uh, to point people to Jesus. So anyway, there was another lady that uh, made a comment about it. She had on a bathing suit, and um, she was she she was a pretty lady, and she had on a bathing suit, and um, she was. Uh, making a comment about the thing and we made the we, we I posted the comment and um and I personally posted that comment Juliana was off mm-hmm. so I per- personally personally posted that comment and this one lady was like and this this is why you can't take into stock one thing or another you just got to be you have to be confident in the content that that you feel like you're you're supposed to put out and and you just can't allow people's comments positive or negative to make you feel away mm-hmm. So uh, one person's comment was, I'm very surprised to see this on your feed. I have kids, and uh, they really like you, but to have a woman in a bikini with her legs open? I was like, it's just a lady in a bikini. But, but, but like, she said her legs were open like it was a thirst trap. Right. I'm like, this is just a lady that was just sitting under a cabana that saw a piece of our content and was like, this really helps me to calibrate how to use beauty. Right, yep. Right. So this woman had a negative response. The other person was in the fashion industry and they were like, thank you so much for posting this picture. It was amazing. Right. Um, uh, I was on uh, iTunes the other day and I went and saw our our um, pod page on iTunes. Mm -hmm. And I think we have like a four point nine rating. 
And, you know, a lot of people give us five stars, and I appreciate that. One person gave us one star. Mm. And uh, <laughs> the con- the comment was, this is a Joe Rogan wannabe, and he is, uh, oh, man, I got to read it. It was it was actually. Was, this was on Apple? This was on Apple. Uh, I very I very rarely. Let me see if I can find it. See comments, but that one was. He gave a one star. Yeah, and it was a recent one, and it was Where do you go hilarious. There we go. Where is ratings? Uh, uh it's yes. Do yeah, you this, see it? This, oh yeah, this was on the fifth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Joe Rogan wannabe, who's pro-choice and sin. This podcast is pure heresy. Don't this podcast waste your time. Yeah, this podcast is pure heresy. Don't waste your time. <laughs> Alex loves Rachel. Amen, Alex. You love Rachel. Mm. So happy for you. Yeah, but he gave he gave us one star, and um, where's that? So, all I'm saying is, if if that one if that one star is gonna make you like, oh my goodness, what are we doing? And now I gotta go find Alex loves Rachel and let him know that I'm not pro sin and I'm not pro choice. Whatever he heard, that was his assessment. I promise it's not me because Alex is my middle name that my family calls me. And his <laughs> Alex loves – I didn't comment that. Okay, I love you. <laughs> I'm just letting you know, dog. <laughs> this dude is like shadow, shadow banning us himself. He's like, I work here, but I hate it here. That would be the most passive-aggressive thing in the whole wide world. Wow, you can actually – Apple puts it up right here for you to see. Like there's even one from – Sta, I see the intent but lacks depth of biblical content and self-focused storytelling. The other one, some powerful points, but it isn't for everyone. That one is good. I don't care, though. Whether it's good or bad, either I believe in what I'm supposed to be doing or I don't. Mm-hmm. If, I, if, I, if I have to go through, well, only, hey, read all the five-star ratings to me. Mm-hmm. I, I'm glad it's blessing you if it's blessing you, and I actually can't care. Because you can like it today and hate it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So I either believe in what I'm putting out, and that's for anybody that's a content creator. That's for anybody that puts out art. That's for anybody that puts out music. You better be convinced that this is what you are called to do. Because yeah. if you're waiting on somebody's comments to justify you, child, you're going to be depressed. You're going to be happy one day and sad the next. <laughs> and I'm just telling you, I don't, I'm, I'm out here. We good. We Gucci out here. Hey. Hey, we just hit another milestone. Um, uh, I just got a report uh, from Malachi. Shout out to Malachi Boyles uh, on the B-side team doing all kinds of stuff. We currently have 12,000 total users, 3,327 active subscribers, and uh, it's amazing. Virgin rate continues to climb versus dip, as does the yearly sub. Hey, I love it. I love it. Hey, I'm but but let me highlight these twelve thousand downloads though. Twelve thousand downloads. What, what what are you waiting for? Huh? What are you waiting for? Huh? If you don't want to dive all in on the yearly subscription and give us one hundred and twenty dollars, ten bucks a month. I promise you, we ain't the only thing in there. The ba- you are not downloading the app for just the basement. That would be really selfish that would be really arrogant 
that would be really egotistical. I did not start the B-Side app to monetize the basement. It was already being monetized on YouTube. If y'all want real facts, I took a pay cut to start this app. So from a purely business move, we I lost money. I personally lost money by going to the B-Side. And God told me to. <laughs> so this ain't about money, fam. If I just wanted to make money, I'd have just kept staying on YouTube, putting all the episodes out and just blah, 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 blah. The Lord said, start this app. We had a safe space. Now we got this safe place. And now bring other voices of vulnerability along with you and build out this app. So that's why hope, uh, starting in 2024, we hope to drop at least one to three new shows with new content creators every single quarter. Why? Because we want there to be diversity. Come for this, stay for that. That's what I feel. If you already a dweller and you love the content that you have here, come for this. But you may want to stay to hear somebody else. You may want to stay to hear what somebody else has to say. And them new shows that's coming out, boy. Mm-hmm. Boy. Right? My cousin Lecrae started his own pod. Yo, if you've been down with 116 for any length of time, bro, you need to listen to what Cray has to say. So I'm excited about I'm excited about all that stuff we need to give you, but those are some great numbers, and we need to celebrate that. I'm, Let's go! I'm celebrating all the milestones. I'm celebrating all the things. Salute to every single person that has downloaded this app and believes in the vision and is supporting what we're doing. Listen, we are we are here doing this. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a business man. I'm a business man. So we're trying to we're trying to help some people out here. That is weak. It's okay. I'm not saying that that answer is weak. I'm, that that made me weak. I, I need to clarify that. I don't want nobody to think that. Yeah, but 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 I hey, shout out to that dude. My wife won't let me subscribe yet. Thank you for not going past what your wife has felt. That's what I'm talking about. Coming into agreement. That's what you want. Mm-hmm. It's better that way. It might. It made me. It means you might move slower, but you move safer. All right, some uh, Jan Wosijian, Wosijian, uh, Jan. Uh, why why does the Bible say in First Corinthians uh, that the man is the head of the wife? I don't understand that. It seems to be very sexist and degrading. It's not. I promise you, it's not. In the same way, Christ being the head of the church is not degrading. Um, I know that we live in a um, we live in a culture uh, where we 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 want equality to be how how we uh, interact with each other, and uh, we live in an increasingly, especially in the body of Christ, an increasing uh, a, a, a very increasing shift from a complementarian view of Scripture where it's just a woman helping the man to an egalitarian view of Scripture where the man and the woman are equals. Uh, so let's just be clear on, on what you're talking about first. In 1 Corinthians chapter number 11, uh, Paul writes, starting at verse number 1, and you should imitate me just as I imitate Christ. I am so glad 
that you always keep me in your thoughts and that you are following the teachings I passed on to you. But there is one thing I want you to know. The head of every man is Christ. The head of woman is man. And the head of Christ is God. A man dishonors his head if he, uh, a man dishonors his head if he covers his head while praying or prophesying, but a woman dishonors her head if she prays or prophesies without a covering on her head, for this is the same as shaving her head. So, so let me just deal with uh, verse number two and just the sentence that you brought up. The head of every man is Christ, the head of woman is man, and the head of Christ is God. What Paul is trying to articulate here and what he's showing us here is submission is that there is no one in the familial order that should be not submitted or, or that should be unsubmitted, not submitted. That's not the right thing to say there. So what he's saying here is that the head of every man is Christ. I think your read into this verse would be sexist and degrading if it wasn't for the first thing that's listed here, the head of every man is Christ. The, heavy ma the head of every man is Christ. The head of woman is man. And the head of Christ is God. All this is showing is that everybody he named is under submission to somebody else. Christ is submitted to God. The man is submitted to Christ. The woman is submitted to the man. That's the order. The man was first and then the woman. The woman actually came out of the man was presented back to the man for the man to go back into the woman and they become one flesh. This is not to degrade. This is to say that there is a union and a unity that is inseparable. If that feels sexist or degrading, perhaps you heard it taught wrong or perhaps it was articulated wrong. Um, uh, but there is actually safety there and comfort there and unity there. Um, and strength there that I, that I take comfort in, Juliet takes comfort in. Um, so I hope it doesn't feel like a diminish. And if it still does, then it may be something that, you know, I'm glad you're being aware of what you're feeling when you read that verse, and maybe you need to do a deeper dive into it. Uh, but there is freedom in submission, that's for sure. Thank you, Alyssa, for writing that, because it's the, it's the truth. Tim, I'm curious. Curious. Have you and Julia ever thought about adoption, uh, like adopting babies? We we have. Yeah. Um, and that guy was the reason for it. Oh yeah. I think I think Noah, Noah was like the first seven years or eight years you wanted a baby sister from China to replace me specifically. <laughs> no. No 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 no. Yes, that was the reason. No. No. And what was the reason? have a sister okay yeah yeah he he had a strong desire and um you know he was making that request and he made it so often that i actually prayed about it and i actually had a conversation with juliet about it i'm like are we supposed to adopt a baby girl from china like i'll do it in a heartbeat because i'm such a i love women like i am a protector of women I love women to be safe around me. And so I'm like, I don't, I, I got, the the Ross men got strong genes. And so I knew I was having boys. Like, I knew I had no shot at a girl. All my sperm got boys in it. 
I don't know. There's probably a girl swimming around in there somewhere, but she is crowded out by millions of little XY chromosomes. You know what I mean? So um, I, uh, uh, I did pray about it. Um, I did talk to Juliet about it. And we never felt like the Holy Spirit led us in that direction. But it is a conversation we had. And um, if that would have been the case, that would have been so dope. I would have loved to have a, a baby girl, whether uh, biologically or through adoption. I, that would have been dope. You can adopt me. I'm 28, but <laughs> you, can, you can adopt me. <laughs> Julieta! <laughs> I got to talk to Juliet because Juliana... <laughs> Juliana's like, I want to be your daughter now. <laughs> you were loud about that one. I got you. I got you, Mija. Mija. I got you. Okay. Um. Uh, <laughs> Tim. Yes? May I ask a personal question to you? Felita just asked to be adopted as well. See what you've started, Juliana. <laughs> <laughs> it's about, we got to get a bigger house now. <laughs> now I got to get a bigger house. Oh my goodness! I, w- I wanted to ask you, yeah, with, please, with um, with all of the the success you've been having within your marriage, your personal life, your business, all the things, has it been? Do you ever struggle with gr- in in the grieving process of man? I wish I could share this moment with my brother. I wish I could share this moment with the friends I don't have anymore. This is something that kind of like hit me today. It even brought me to tears. Mm. It takes a lot for me to cry, but man, I was typing it out to mm. a friend. Like, let me just be honest about how I feel so I don't take this with me. Yeah. And as soon as I typed, I'm struggling that I'm walking in success right now because I wish I could share this moment with him. Dude, right when I put the period, the tears came wow. out of my face. Wow. So I, I wanted to ask you, like, yeah. have you struggled with that? Has it been a struggle recently at all? Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's interesting you would ask me that question. And this would be the question we wrap up on. Um, you know, uh, our, our premiere was on November 3rd. And Miles' birthday was November 2nd. Oh, man. He was born November 2nd, 1976. Yeah. So the only way that premiere could have been better than it actually was is if Miles Edward Roth the first man was with us. Mm. And so and, and and for it to be the day after his birthday, it was just kind of loud. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's been 19 years since he died. Mm. So I don't grieve like I did probably the first 4 years for sure. But man, it's 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 just never going to be a thing yeah. where um I don't miss him. Yeah. And I don't go, oh my God, he would have been here. I wonder how he, he would have been acting. I just booked a flight for his son, Miles Edward Ross II, because he's spending Thanksgiving with us. And he is? Yeah, he is. He's coming. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen him in years. I know. Yeah, he comes the 20th. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely. So he'll be here wow. and, and that and he looks just like my brother, which is like the first time he came out here a few years back, I just, I was staring at him and I was like, I hope he doesn't get uncomfortable because he, because yeah. his dad died when he was two. Mm. So he doesn't have a lot of, of memories of him. Right. And then I just kept looking at him like, it was literally like having Miles, my brother Miles, back in the house with me. 
back at that age, and it was just kind of uncanny. So yeah, um, this level of my life is is God is blessing, and I'm I'm grateful for it. And Miles is not here. Mm. Big D is not here. Rob is not here. Michael is not here. Stephen is not here. Yeah, Rue is not here. Like I can literally do a roll call of everybody I've buried. Jermaine is not here. That's my cut. Like, bro, we buried so many people. Mm. And yeah, man, that's um, that's something that's always, yeah. especially with Miles, it is always underneath all of it. Yes. It's a it's it's a low hum, mm-hmm. but he's there. He's just there. Yes. Um, he actually popped up on my phone. You know how your phone will give you recaps of memories or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. It had a recap of Miles, but it's only like seven pictures. Mm. That's all I got. Yeah, you know what I mean. So um, it is what it is, man. And um, grief never goes away. It just it's the, the 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 further you get away from, like again, I have nineteen years, and because I've grieved properly, and I actually said goodbye to him and did all that kind of stuff. Um. Which is important, because yeah. if you don't say goodbye, uh, I always say this: if you don't properly, you won't properly grieve, but you don't properly leave. Yeah. So I did get say goodbye to him. I did put the dirt on his casket myself. Mm. So I kind of, I bit, I didn't kind of, I buried him myself, mm. and um, and I and I and I said goodbye to him. And mm. uh, the the last time, from the time that I that he was buried in two thousand four. I did not go back to the gravesite until I took Nathan and Noah. Yeah, in uh, 20, in, in 2020. 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2020. Yep. So um yeah. That's that. Mm-hmm. Jessica Russell asked uh with the 60 seconds we have left, uh how about a podcast with Tim's parents? Yes. Wow. Oh, that's actually yes. pretty good. Wow. Yes. We do gotta get your whole family, and you're gonna do Nathan. So yep, parents, yep, yep. Might, parents might make sense. My, well, my mother-in-law wants to do wants to do a pod, and and that'll be cool. Um, my parents, if my parents agree to do it, in the first Bruh. three minutes, you're gonna go. That's where he gets it from. Yeah. <laughs> and it's gonna be when my mama opens her mouth. Woo! Y'all gonna be like, okay, <laughs> we understand now. We we completely understand. Uh, I love you, Tim, and that's why you always want women to feel safe around me. Yeah, I love you too, and yes, I love, I love women, and uh, I always want them to feel safe around me. That's the absolute truth. Like, and I want men to feel safe around me too. Yes, there's a lot of men that have been abused by men mm-hmm. and don't feel safe around men. I want men to feel safe around me as well. So. That's what we do for each other. That's what we do for each other. All right. That's it for now, y'all. <laughs> uh, uh, what episode do we have coming up on Wednesday on the B-side? We got the young Savage himself because his album is here. Triple E. Ah! Yo. Y'all need to download Triple E's album <laughs> right now. <laughs> And then meet us on the B-side on Wednesday, uh, 8 p.m. Come on. For that episode to drop. It's going to be fire. Trip came through. 
the legend himself. And bro, that was a great epic conversation. That was a great episode. Got a, lot, got a lot of insight on him. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you've been Triple E fans for longer than 60 seconds, uh, you're gonna get context to him and his journey in a way that perhaps you haven't you haven't heard before. So it was a great conversation, Trip. Thank you so much for coming to the basement. So uh, if you haven't downloaded the B-Side app, I want to invite you to do so right now. We got over 12,000 people that have done so. <laughs> and so uh, what are you waiting for? Download the B-Side app today and uh, prayerfully consider, especially if you have a spouse, subscribing. <laughs> and if your spouse says no, then just check out the free content. But don't download it without your spouse because even though it's $10, you don't want to be in uh, disunity and disharmony mm -hmm. with your spouse. Mm -hmm. I want y'all to do stuff together. Uh, but if you single and you have no boo to check in with, <laughs> download that thing. Get it. Even if you got to go say goodbye to Disney. Even if you got to go say goodbye to Netflix. Even if you got to go say goodbye Let go. to anything else. Yo, yo, invest in your mental health. Invest in your spiritual development. Invest in something that's going to have you to grow from the inside out. I am Tim Ross, the host of The Basement. It's been great rocking with you on a Monday live you're about to thrive and not simply survive now get along with your drive until next time i'm out ladies and gentlemen peace press b with me and let's let whatever gon' be just be uh, yeah so press b with me and let's let whatever gon' be just be